doing, Doc? I need fuel. Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trace it out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. I know I've said this multiple times, but it is officially the offseason, and you know how I know it is actually officially the offseason? Because we haven't had a report like this until now. We have now had the report <laughs> floating around that the Panthers would offer three first-round picks and Christian McCaffrey for Deshaun Watson. Uh, We are officially in, uh, I got to make up some news because I have no football to watch mode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And if that is true at all, I think the Panthers are idiots. Fine. (laughs) When you, you, Christian McCaffrey is an amazing player and there's no doubt about it. They missed him last year. The fact that they don't have a quarterback, that's that's something else you deal with. You have a first-round right. pick, go get, your, go get yourself your quarterback, but you don't have to trade to get one that has been semi-successful. I mean, <laughs> last year they were terrible even with him. I mean, they didn't have great receivers, and the Panthers don't have great receivers either. I mean, they're better than what probably Watson was dealing with True. last year. But, True. I mean, how much better will he make you if you don't have Christian McCaffrey on your team? <laughs> Uh, I mean, if Mike Davis does what he did mm. last year, it's okay, but it is definitely not, <laughs> not what you Christian want. McCaffrey. No, no. Uh, I just, that one really threw me for a loop. I was like, who, who is making yeah. this report? Because, um, you're really stretching here. I, I mean, Christian McCaffrey himself <laughs> should at least garner a first round pick from somebody because he has right. a, a big contract. He might not get multiples, but man, I, you would think at the very most, if this were any truth to it, it would be like Christian McCaffrey and a first for Deshaun Watson. And that would be like it because they're talking right. about three firsts yeah. for Christian or for Deshaun Watson in a lot of the uh, rumors. And man, that would just be insane. That would be a horrible trade. It would I, be. I don't think he's worth. I don't think he's worth three picks, three first round picks, three picks maybe, three first rounds. I don't think he's worth it. Right. I mean, we can. That's a discussion that we can always have with multiple people. You know, I think he is. I think he's not. I, it's fine, but I just I don't see the the Super Bowl wins it, it, to give up three first round picks. I expect a Super Bowl, and I, I don't sure see so. that with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Nope, not right at this moment. Um, well, we're still dealing with other rumors and drama, especially for my Philadelphia Eagles. Apparently, <laughs> there's uh, more <laughs> rumors and sources talking about uh, the Wentz melodrama. He said, if Wentz doesn't want the Bears, the Bears aren't going to trade for him. Eventually, the Eagles <laughs> are just going to have to take whatever Indy is offering maybe a second plus something. And this guy says also Eagles draft a quarterback six overall. And I'm like, I don't know about that, especially since it's probably going to be Lawrence and fields going one, two. And then after that, 
the field gets a little dicey as far as quarterbacks go, and I don't know how much faith I would put in a quarterback at six overall this year. I haven't. I've seen multiple. This is a side note, but yeah. you said Lawrence and Fields being number one and two. I've seen multiple mock drafts where the Jets take a different quarterback other than Fields, ah. and at. To me, I don't want a quarterback. I don't know why you're mocking that I way. Know. We shouldn't do that. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sticking with the Eagles, I found this kind of funny. Uh, this says, no joke. The NFL two-point conversion attempts may drop in 2021 simply because Doug Peterson isn't a head coach. The Eagles oh, were okay. responsible for 44, which is 7.8%. Of the league's 565 two-point attempts during Peterson's five season, and that includes 16 of the 131 for 12.2 percent in 2020. That's a lot of two-point <laughs> conversions. I knew we did it a lot, <laughs> but that's one every game. And obviously, this last season we were in all sorts of weird, dumb situations. <laughs> like, well, we might as well go mm. for two. Don't know when we're going to get more points, so. Uh, I thought that might uh, might be something to watch in 2021 if it actually does drop the amount of overall two-point conversions. And then if Doug Peterson comes back as a coach in 2022 and it goes back up again, you'll be like, okay, uh, Doug, we, we got to have a talk here. I don't think you need to go for two. Uh, you might be uh, you might have an addiction for that two-point conversion, and uh, we're going to have to have an interview. How many, how many successful two-point conversions has he had? I mean, I I think it's bordering on fifty percent, which is probably about the league average. So, if it's statistic wise, percent, it's if it's fifty percent, then there's really no reason not to. True, I don't know. It makes sense to me. That and uh, for whatever reason, over the last four years or whatever, Jake Elliott has missed quite a few extra points. He's hit some really long field goals and some really amazing shots, but he has missed uh, quite a few extra points. Yeah. Luckily, most of them didn't mean a whole lot, but uh, that could be another <laughs> reason why we went for more uh, two-point uh, conversions than normal. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, this is an interesting stat because I can guarantee most of you would not guess the second quarterback in this situation. Only two NFL quarterbacks have 25,000 passing yards and a 100-plus rating since 2015. One of those is Tom Brady. Would you have any idea who the other one of those quarterbacks are? It's got to be somebody. I have, it, it, since when? Is this in all of history? 20, no, since 2015. So it's uh, somebody who is still playing. Ooh, 25. How much? How many yards? Twenty-five thousand pass yards and a one hundred plus rating. Sheesh. Uh, I'm just trying to think of somebody who throws that much <laughs> that has had a decent. I, I, I honestly I wouldn't be able to tell you because I'm I'm I can think of multiple different people, but I know they're probably not right. Right. I'll give you this is a trick. One it's a hint, trick question. It's a quarterback in the NFC. There you go. We split it in half. <laughs> now, now we can just take a stab one and is he is he still quarterbacking? Yes, he is still a quarterback on the team that he was last year. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Well, then it can't be Aaron Rodgers. That's too obvious. Right. Uh, You're warm, though. You're warm. You're close. I'm warm. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins? You got it. (laughs) Oh, no. That doesn't (laughs) sound right at all. No, that's what I thought when I read it. Wow. I'm very impressed that you actually uh, went straight (laughs) for there. I I wasn't sure if my... uh, your warm hint would have uh, steered you in that direction, but there's not a whole lot. I thought maybe you would have went Matt Stafford or somebody like that, but no, you got it. It didn't. You well, see. I had the deduction because Matt Stafford's no longer on ah yes um, on the team, and, and I it's knew not it wasn't Mr. Anyone on the Bears, So <laughs> that's true. No, all right. Your uh, logical brain figured it out just fine. Good, good job. Good job. Oh man. Well. We'll get to the meat of the show now, and it being now officially, in air quotes, the offseason, one of the parts of the offseason is free agency, and there are quite a number of players that could switch teams in this offseason, and uh, one guy that I don't think is going to switch teams, at least by his own choice, is the top guy on this list. And this list that we're looking at is sorted by how much money they made last year. So at the top of this list Mm -hmm. is a quarterback, and it is a quarterback that may end up getting franchised again. And I don't know how this is going to work. But I just read and listened to a comment from Mike Greenberg, of all people. Uh, He's talking about the situation with Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. His take is, this is just a really short condensed version, is that the Cowboys have screwed up this situation so badly and it is going to be so expensive to keep Dak Prescott that right now, realistically, the best thing they can do is sign and trade him and rebuild because even with him, they're a bad team. And I can't really yeah, argue I, with him. <laughs> I don't completely disagree that even with him, they're a bad team. But I think with him, they at least have a shot. But that's really about it. I mean, he might be he might be right because of the the cost that they have to to have to pay for him would be astronomical, and then they'd just be putting themselves in a hole. But at the same time, who else are you going to get at a at a price that's affordable that you can compete with? They'd have to completely rebuild, right. and that would mean get rid of every weapon that you have and sell it for a good trade, like a, a draft pick of some sort. You'd obviously sign Dak and then trade him away, and then you'd um, look somewhere for Zeke and all. I mean. <laughs> Amari Cooper. I mean, you might as well just clean house and get every draft pick you possibly can at that point. You'd have to go in that direction. I mean, to get rid of Dak and then not completely rebuild, you would just continue to suck for a long time. You'd have to either sign him and go with what you got and just hope that you get a Super Bowl within the next three or four years or – this Do is the exact same thing. This is kind of going back to the player we just talked about. He also mentioned Greeny, I'm talking about, also mentioned yep. Kirk Cousins when he was on Washington. And they kind of did the same thing where they they uh, franchised him and then it was just 
too expensive to keep him. And what yeah. do you do at that point? You, you're either going to lose him next year and get nothing, or you sign him and trade him and get something out of him because you're not going to be able to afford him to for the long haul. And that, yeah, it's either Here's this year or next year. <laughs> Here's the thing with Washington, though. I mean, maybe they were in that situation, but what they haven't done anything since then. So maybe they should have kept him. Maybe his cousins should have stayed there, and they should have paid for him because maybe they would have a better, uh, a better winning years. I mean, they, yeah, they made the playoffs this year. A big deal. Yeah, that yeah, what they do. That's that is no like accomplishment of their own. That was just the fact that the division was horrible. But they they haven't been good without him. I mean, he was the last quarterback that I can remember that actually won games. So. We knock on Kirk Cousins all, all we want, but he is a halfway decent quarterback, way better than what they've had the last few years. So same situation, you don't sign or you do sign Prescott and you trade him away. I, I don't. Prescott's a good quarterback. I mean, you have to have a quarterback, and if you can't guarantee to get another quarterback like him or at least close, then selling him away is just not. I, I I have a hard time doing that. They still have a chance to win a Super Bowl with him within the next couple of years or so, and I think I'd rather just roll roll the dice on that. And you're paying a lot of money for the guy, though. I mean, last year, $31 million. $31.5 almost. And this That's year insane. will be more if they franchise tag him. So how oh, yeah. are they going to yep. afford that and everybody else and try and put a decent defense on the field? Like what, what is it going to take? This isn't Bill Belichick where he's getting his uh, hall of fame quarterback to stay here on a team friendly deal. Dak's not going to do that. So they're not saving any money by trying to uh, get better pieces around him. He doesn't care. He wants to get paid. He feels he deserves to get paid and he was making peanuts as an NFL starting quarterback the first few years he was in this league. Yep. So it's true. Dak's trying to get paid, and I, for one, am very, very curious as an Eagles fan how this is going to end up because our whole division is a dumpster fire right now, and <laughs> if they have to blow things up, I, I, I guess I feel like we're still on even ground even with the still got a stuff. chance. You still, still got, got a chance, chance to win. So you're telling the me there's a chance. The playoffs. Wow. Oh man. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, just a side note. Uh, I see in the chat somebody is uh, asking uh, if Jimmy G might go back to New England, and I hadn't really thought about that, but that is a, a, an interesting spot where he could go. If the 49ers decide to go in another way, and I believe they will, um, yeah, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent per se because I'm not seeing uh, him on our list here because I'm sure he made more than $5 million this last year. So um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it would be easy to get out Pay of this Pay that man his money. <laughs> Thanks for the biddies, Rescue. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so let's move on to our next highest athlete from last year that is a free agent that is going to make nowhere near what he made last year because it was $18 million for AJ green, uh, on the Bengals. Oh last year. man, that is just insane. Uh, I he'll go somewhere. Oh yeah. He'll but go, but it, 
<laughs> I don't I don't know who. I mean, I could see him going to any team really just to give him a shot and see what he's got left in the tank. But I don't know if what's left in the tank with him. I at, at this point he's thirty two years old. Yep. He looked very underwhelming last year and the year before, and it was just like, okay, well, this is uh, this is pretty much it. It seems like <laughs> I think it's time to, you know, I, if I'm AJ Green, I maybe play another year, but I, I would consider retirement at some point. It, it, my guess is he's going to go somewhere, just yeah. as a uh, a very very cheap veteran contract. And it's going to be for a team that doesn't need him, but has a shot at winning. Now I can't see him going somewhere yeah. like Cleveland because in division would be a little weird, but maybe, um, maybe somewhere like the Packers would be able to pay him as a wide receiver. Not very much money to not have to be the guy. I, I don't know. And I could see, I could see him being better with a good quarterback. I can see him being closer to what we used to see out of him. So, and that would be maybe a good uh, one-two punch with him and uh, I can't think of uh, Devontae Adams. And maybe maybe the guy they need. I mean, they have a couple other guys there, but they're they're really searching for a guy that is willing to step up. I mean, none of the other wide receivers other than Adams really stepped up this last year. It's always Rodgers finding somebody, and they all end up being very very. I'd say good, but they're not like <laughs> fantastic enough to where you you have something special there. I mean, maybe AJ Green can be that for somebody like the Packers, but I don't know. I, I what what would you say is the the price that you can you would should pay for AJ Green? Because I'm waiting for the Jets to pay an astronomical <laughs> price for somebody like him, and I'm going to be sitting here thinking why, 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 but. How much do you think he deserves going into this next year? Well, I don't know about deserves, but I can guarantee you the contract that he's going to get from somebody is going to be very incentive-based. So he might have a contract that is $2 million base, but has four million extra dollars in incentives. Oh, if you get sixty catches, you get another seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You get eight touchdowns, another million dollars. You know, something of that nature where yeah. he actually has to prove it again. Or it was just a well, we got a veteran presence that's been around the league for ten years that knows what he's doing that can help the this younger guys hopefully learn something or two, you know, from him. But I, at least I hope an NFL team would base his contract with performance uh, incentives. So, right. I agree uh, on that. All right. Move along the list. The next one is another quarterback, uh, which definitely Oof. leaves the Colts uh, without a quarterback until possibly Carson Wentz gets traded there because we can't find anybody else <laughs> that'll take him. Uh, but Jacoby Brissett is made $15 yeah. million last year to, uh, I mean, he scored a couple touchdowns. Because they put him in there on the goal line, and he just kind of barreled his way in there. So uh, I, I don't know what his mm-hmm. money was based on that. I mean, it was wait, what five million dollars per touchdown that he scored somewhere in. There. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's funny when we look at these salaries, you realize th- they pay people a crap ton of money to do nothing sometimes, mm-hmm. like yes. Brissett with almost no nothing all year. He gets fifteen million dollars for yep. that i could that, retire for the rest of my life really and invest is. and make <laughs> yeah be comfortable for 15 Shoot, million. I'll, 
I'll sit on the bench for a million. Just yeah. it's fine. I'll sit there and I'll <laughs> cheer on the team and I'll be a positive attitude. Everything will be great. Just yeah. just pay me a, mi- a half a million. I don't care. <laughs> Do you think there is I'm not picky. <laughs> I'm not picky. Do you think there is a team out there that has quarterback issues? Maybe it be uh you know, if Wentz doesn't go to the Bears and Trubisky doesn't sign a deal there, and they part ways with Nick Foles, do you think a guy like Brissett would end up there just because there's nowhere else? Or maybe they bring him in and compete with Foles if they don't uh, trade him or get rid of him? Because it's not like it's uh, you sign Jacoby Brissett, he's our guy, and it's not like you sign Jacoby Brissett and he doesn't have a chance to take over who else you have on the roster. I, in my opinion, I think he's good enough to be somebody who's startable, but he is not my answer at quarterback position. So he, to me, he'd be the last choice as far as what free agents go. And, sure. You know, even trading. If I, can, am I, if I have the ability to trade for somebody, I'd rather trade for a different quarterback. Anybody really. I mean, he he's good enough to win me some games, but he's not good enough. He's not good enough to win playoff games and we, we we know that yeah we can see it when he's out on the field he's he's not he's not able to get it done completely he's able to get it done enough to win games but that's about it i i he is probably just he's probably a little bit forgotten i guess but forgotten for a reason yep uh, i mean i'll i'll pay attention if he goes somewhere you know even oh, like yeah. san francisco uh or who knows what Detroit is still going to do with Jared Goff? I don't know if they're sold on him being their guy. <laughs> he might get traded again. We, we've tossed that idea out there. Maybe Jacoby Brissett ends up somewhere like that, just kind of waiting to see if a uh, quarterback trade goes down. But um, I don't think he'll have much of an impact wherever he goes. Uh, he's more of a, well, we still have him on the team and nobody else is doing any better. So uh, we'll throw him out there kind of quarterback. Um, yeah. And if he's not going to be the starter, I can't imagine he's going to get the money. That oh, of he course not. No. was getting this last year. So now most of what we're going to talk about here is all offensive base, but being that we're in yeah. Wisconsin, there is a player out there. <laughs> that just mutually yeah. agreed to part ways. And we're talking about JJ Watt and yeah. there, from what I can see right now, there's about three landing spots for him. Obviously everybody in Wisconsin wants him to come home and play for the Packers. Yeah. Also, both of his brothers play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And That's that true. would be kind of a reunion in and of itself. And then I've also heard some rumblings about he's looking at the Cleveland Browns because they have kind of a good team going right now, and maybe he doesn't have to be the guy because obviously they still have um, Miles Garrett and some other good defenders where the focus would be taken off of him. Maybe he doesn't have to play so many snaps. He doesn't get that chance to get injured as often and maybe has a little bit of a resurgence in a team like that. Where do you think he's going to land? Um, 
Honestly, I'm not 100% sure. All three of them make complete sense in all three different ways. I mean, one, you probably want to play with your brothers. So maybe right. maybe he did go to Pittsburgh. That I could see more than him wanting to play in Wisconsin. Um, I don't know. I mean, he probably does really like Wisconsin, and I think it would make a lot of sense uh, for him. Uh, when it comes to winning, though, I don't know if you want to choose the Browns. Like I know they did good this last year, but I don't, I don't see that. I mean, maybe a resurgence. <laughs> if a resurgence is going to happen, I could see the resurgence being on the Packers, only because they kind of need something there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not that he, it's not that the Packers were horrible, but I think when you're in Wisconsin, the hometown, the place where you played football in college. I mean, not Green Bay, but well. Um, people cheer for you and when they're going to have fans probably finally, I think this year, yeah. <laughs> this next year, um, it's, I think it's a different, it's a different mindset with him at that point. And I think he will actually start to be able to play a little better, but I don't know. I mean, he seems like he's washed up for the last few years. He just can't recover fully from the injury and now he's getting older. So I'm not sure he's able to do it. I mean, it's possible it's it's a completely different scenario, but it's possible that we could see another situation where a Reggie White type of player completely takes that Packers team and makes it a Super Bowl contender. Because without Reggie White on that on them oh. on them teams, I mean, I don't know if they make the Super Bowl or twice in a row and win one of them. I'm not sure. No. I mean, Brett Favre was amazing those years, but Reggie White oh. was the best player on the defense by far, and he made things happen. So if J.J. Watt can get anywhere close to that, uh, we're we're talking Packers, Super Bowl contenders. I mean, they already are, but it, we're right, going to talk right. about it seriously. If J.J. Watt can do that on the Packers, but I, honestly, I, I think he probably goes, if I had to put any money on it, it'd probably be Pittsburgh. I mean, why wouldn't you want to play with your brothers all the time? Yeah, I do kind of agree with you there. Uh, the neat part about this is, J.J. Watt is the same age as Reggie White was when he signed with the Packers. <laughs> now, Reggie White was a transcendent free agent uh, signing oh, yeah. because that's when it really kicked in. And, it, yeah, I still go back and watch highlights of Reggie White, both on the Eagles and mm-hmm. the Packers, and just some of his dominant performances. And that right arm of his could just throw anybody anywhere on that it's field. Crazy. Yep. And if J.J. Watt could get anywhere close to that and get a little rejuvenation in his career, yeah, that would be that would be a huge help to the Packers. But like you said, I have a gut feeling that he's going to go play with his brothers. I don't know yep. 100% how much um, money that the Steelers have to spend because we're still not 100% sure about anybody on that offense and we'll get to that a little bit later but we'll we'll see um it's hard to yeah, root against yeah. jj watt and he will make any community better that he is a part of he did so that's much true. for houston that is a big plus i mean that's gonna give you he's gonna he's gonna get more money that way too because when you when you see somebody being that good in the community 
That is that is such a positive for any team to say, you know what, we're going to give you extra money because we like you so much. And then you can take that money and you can donate it to whoever you want to. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the kind of thing. I mean, guys like him, they really do make a positive influence on your team. And maybe it's worth it for for the Packers or for the Browns or any team, really, yep. to go out and pay a little extra money for him. All right. Well, we'll stay in the uh, Midwest here and talk about a – Wide receiver that has not had contract talks with his team since last September. Talking about Allen Robinson. Uh, He is pretty much quarterback proof. Uh, He has been such a good wide receiver over the years. And he made $14 million last year. I can easily see him continuing to get that type of money on a team. And before we talk about Allen Robinson and where he could possibly land, how much money he can make, I have to put my hat in the ring right now for Darnell Mooney making a little bit more of a fantasy impact next year, depending on who the quarterback is in Chicago. (laughs) I just watched some highlights of some of his route running abilities, and granted he probably wasn't going against the number one defensive back on those teams, but he shook some guys out of their boots and the quarterback just overthrew him. Didn't even get close to where he was. I'm like, man, this guy can get open. So that is one I have an eye on next year. I know you many times this last year, should I play Mooney or this person? And Mooney, that's like, (laughs) I just, I like what I see out of Mooney, but I couldn't, with any real confidence, say put him in your lineup this year because both Trubisky and Foles were no, just not yeah. good enough for him. Yeah, and yeah, you know, when it comes to Mooney, we we last year, I think it was last year or two years ago, I don't remember. Maybe I've said it for so long now, <laughs> but when it comes to wide receivers, route running is really key, especially for the rookie wide receivers, and he's young, so it's not like he's not able to do that but when you look at route running that is huge like if you can actually get open that's the biggest key to being successful in the nfl it doesn't matter if you catch every ball that's that hits your hands because if you're not open it's not going to hit your hands you have to be able to get open and the route running is so so big when it comes to young wide receivers and where they go and obviously he's not going anywhere but i think if they can get a quarterback, I mean, it could be a really good thing for Mooney. And I, you know, I, you're convincing me that I have to, <laughs> you know, look at him closer when it gets close to the season. When it comes to Allen Robinson, though, <clears throat> I think he gets paid wherever he goes. He's going to get paid. Here's the thing: if if you weren't looking at the same screen that I'm looking at, how old would you think Allen Robinson is? It feels like he's been in the league forever. Like you got to think does. he's going on thirty, but he's what twenty six. He's twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, and like he is not. He's not even thirty yet. Like I, I honestly thought he had to be getting up there like an AJ Green type of age, but he's not. Right. So he's still got some years left in him. And honestly, this is somebody I could see the Jets wanting to go after, especially since one of the guys that we have. And I'm not I'm not saying we won't sign Perryman again, but he's he's a free agent coming up too. So I don't know whether or not the, what the Jets are going to do when it comes to wide receivers. I know we're probably going to look into drafting some somebody as well. But a guy like Allen Robinson brings veteran presence, um, somewhat of a positive attitude. And I know that he 
was a little bit of a stinker in Chicago this year, but if he can really be that kind of receiver for the New York Jets and whoever the quarterback is for us <laughs> or any team, really, he's a he's a veteran presence for any team, and that's really what you need if you want to have success. And he's not just a veteran presence, but he is a really good receiver, and he's young, so he's got a few years left. Yes, sir. Uh Pretty much no matter where he goes, um, I'll be looking at him because he'll probably be, again, like a third-ish round pick in fantasy drafts, and he has been pretty much worth yeah. it at any time you have taken him. Yep. So uh, no worries about where Allen Robinson goes unless somehow that starting quarterback turns into absolute hot garbage. And even then, he'll still <laughs> probably be okay. Um, yep. Let's move on. We've got a couple other wide receivers here that are uh, on the wrong side of 30. We have T.Y. Hilton <laughs> and Larry Fitzgerald. I don't know. Now, see, now here's a difference. I'm never counting out Fitzgerald. If he decides he wants to continue playing, right. I'll, I'll, I'll still I'll draft him late, maybe not draft him all, wherever he goes. I don't know. But he could very well surprise us all and be extremely successful. T.Y. Hilton, mm. he had a couple good games. That was it. <laughs> He almost doesn't feel like he's even in the league. So I don't even want to consider him next year, no matter where he goes. He's obviously getting up there. Fitzgerald's 37. I mean, if he can do it at 37, he can do it at 38. Right. I want to, and I want to see it. I want to see him be the Frank Gore of wide receivers. <laughs> that would be appropriate. And Larry Fitzgerald is <laughs> one of the best to ever do it. And my guess is, is if he's going to play again, and he doesn't just decide to retire in the offseason, he'll probably take a team-friendly deal just to stay in Arizona because I really uh, can't yeah. see him being a receiver on any it other team. It seems weird to think. Yeah. Right. Um, then we have our first real tight end uh, free agent who made just over $10 million yep. last year. He's only 26. Yes, he's had some injury problems, but he had a fairly successful season this last year. Even with, you know, the offense changing, a rookie quarterback in there, maybe it just wasn't quite the offense that he was used to. Talking about Hunter Henry, yeah. the Chargers last year, I still think he's a very good player, but yeah. I don't know that he's going to get paid that $10 million again because he just didn't seem worth it at this particular point. What are your thoughts on Hunter Henry? Do you see him... Uh, continuing a big contract somewhere or are people going to be afraid to pay him? And what team do you think he'd be good on? Uh, any team that needs a, a tight end, I think he's perfectly good enough to be a starting tight end. But I, again, like we, what you said, I don't know what the payments would be f for tight ends. I don't know what the, uh, the average is, but I think 10 million seems a little excessive, yes. but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I think he's good enough to where if somebody needed to pay him $10 million, it's not a bad decision. I think he's he's a starting tight end on any team unless you go into the Chiefs or something. But I, I don't have a problem with signing him and spending a little bit of money on him. I think he's still good. The problem is you don't have a ton of – of stats and whatnot to look at because he was hurt early on in his career. Right. So much so that it really, you didn't have all that to look at. So you have a very uh, pro uh, amount of stats that you can look at for teams to go forward. So they probably won't pay him the $10 million just based off of what he's done 
when healthy. And I think that's the biggest key because a lot of people are going to look at that health thing as well. And that's going to knock down his salary a little bit as well, because he had that this, this year he didn't get hurt. So he was, he was a successful tight end. And when it comes to tight ends in fantasy football, we've said it, I don't know how many times, Mm. but they're awful. They're just (laughs) awful. So when it comes to regular football, if he goes, I don't know. I, he he could go somewhere where it seems weird because they just got Tanyan and Tanyan was great, but I, I could see him going to the Packers too, and he can have success. But Tanyan was only great because he had touchdowns. Right. So I don't know. We talk about the Packers a lot. That's just because we're in Wisconsin. Yeah, we just hear everybody a lot of, is like, oh, Wisconsin ads listen, so we want to please. We got to please them. <laughs> uh, yeah, and. Packers fans, and it may just be because I hear them so much, but Packers fans are always thinking they're going to sign whoever is in free agency. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go after him. We're going to go after him. Like you, you do realize there's a finite amount of money that you can throw at these players. You can't get everybody um, because Bears fans, they don't really talk about free agency much. They don't talk about a lot uh, until their team is winning, and then they talk a lot, a lot. But oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> we won't go there. Um, Even when they're winning, I still like last year. They're winning games, and they're like, "Man, we got to be the worst team that <laughs> right. has a winning record right now." And I'm just like, "Well, you kind of are." So. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I'm with not you. disagreeing this time. <laughs> All right, the next person on this list, we're not going to talk about. Oh. I am going to ask you simply yes or no. And we're gonna move on. I gotta say a little something. I want there's something about him. I have to say. Oh. But you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm just asking. Sammy Watkins, yes or no? No. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I I will say something. It's funny because I was talk. We were talking about Allen Robinson, and we were thinking, you know, he seems like he's older than what he is, but that's just because he feels like he's been in the league forever. Sammy Watkins seems like he's older than he is because. It seems like I've gotten hurt so many times yes. from Sammy Watkins. <laughs> so he has to have been in the league for 19 years. But he's the same age as yes, Alan Robinson. He he's 27. He's still young. But I'm so done with him. <laughs> like, he's just not good enough. He gets hurt way too much. Not It's not my thing. I'm sorry. I'm done with you, man. Yep. Uh, no more Sammy Watkins. Uh, he made $9 yeah. million dollars last year, and that That's is insane. not good for the That's amount insane. of stats that he produced for the Chiefs. And, they, of course, the <laughs> Chiefs have one of the best offenses in the NFL, and I don't remember hearing about Sammy Watkins very often. So No, no. Now, one guy we didn't hear a lot from in the regular season, and Tom was talking to me about this before the show, uh, might not have yep. been worth his $9 million until the Super Bowl, uh, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> He, uh, he did his thing. He is now a record holder in, uh, for tight ends and Super oh, Bowl man. stats. Yeah. So I, I guess the $9 million, uh was worth it. He is, though, yep. 31, but he did have a little bit of a resurgence. He had, you know, his, his time off, and now that he's won another Super Bowl with his best buddy Tom Brady, I assume he's going to come back for another year and play until Tom Brady says, I don't need you anymore. But we'll see. I can guarantee you one thing: he's not going anywhere else. Nah. He's he if he if he's playing, it's with Tom Brady, and it will be with the Bucks. So don't get your hopes up anywhere, anyone else other than the Bucks. 
he's not going anywhere unless he's got Tom Brady throwing him the ball. 100%. Yep. Uh, not really much to discuss there. If he plays like he did in the Super Bowl, he may be fantasy worthy next year. But yeah, I'm not going to hold that's my breath an, on that's that. That's a big if. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on to another 27-year-old who Whee! I'm not sure. I think that it feels about right for this person. It, it does. just it sucks does. that he wasn't as good as everybody hoped he was going to be this last year. Running back out of Arizona, Kenyon Drake, just yeah. didn't quite do it. I mean, he made a <sighs> decent amount at $8 million last year, but it didn't seem like he could just catch on again after his amazing performance in 2019. What do you think about Drake in 2021? I, I got to hope that he was playing kind of injured when he was playing because he looked very lackluster. Yeah. But I could see him going to a team if he doesn't go back to Arizona, which I have no idea what their plans are. But I, I could see him go to a team and being successful. But the fact that he was not great this year, he's going to take a pay cut. And that's probably a good thing for whatever team he goes to. Because I still think he's good, but if he if it wasn't him playing on injury, what was making him not good last year, then it's not worth the money that you spend for him. So that's that's kind of why he's going to be a a I would assume a good price this year going forward. But I, I have to I don't know. I mean he he's got the talent from what we saw two years ago. It was an amazing uh, journey going from the Dolphins to the. Uh, the Cardinals and he just he took over but I don't know what to say Uh, we have to find out what happens on any other team other than Arizona but it's not going to be fantastic unless it was really just that injury thing going on last year yeah I I again probably foresee a an incentive based contract for Kenyon Drake yeah after he got the money he did for this past season like well we think you're good, but let's see how good you actually are. And yeah. honestly, just in general, I don't know why contracts aren't more incentive-based for everybody in the National Football League. Obviously, stats aren't the whole story, but it does seem like there should be a, okay, everybody can get this extra money if they perform, so everybody's base contract should be, you know, whatever they signed for with the team. And then this is way down the rabbit hole. Um, (laughs) Part of the money that the the NFL makes and would give as part of the, the salary cap, they could take a part of that and just have it. Okay. Incentive based for all teams, whatever players are going, they get their incentives and it comes out of this pool so that teams don't have to pay for hoping a guy does well. You're paying for a guy. And then if he does well, he gets more money from the league instead of the team. Again, a whole conversation we could have probably for a yeah. whole episode, but uh, I thought I, that was interesting. I just say if if the team's willing to to take the risk, they should <laughs> well, be yeah. willing to you know pay the money if, they, if that's on them. But if, um, I was going to say something about Kenya Drake. Now, yeah, you completely <laughs> made me forget it. I'm good. So at that. I guess we'll just have to move on. Oh no. Um, do we know if Kenyon Drake's contract had any incentives in it this last year? 
because that might make some sense to why he continued to play mm. if he was banged up. Because now he's thinking, I got to get this, I got to get all these yards that I can't get because I'm hurt, but I can't get it if I'm sitting on the bench. So sometimes incentive based things can actually hurt your team if this guy's saying he's good to go when he's really not. Uh, it was eight million guaranteed, so there was okay, zero well, incentives yeah. in that one. I don't no, there's know. No incentives. Yep, that's not good. Um, well, let's get to an actual thirty-year-old wide receiver who had a, a good season last year, but mainly because Kenny Galladay was hurt for most of the year. Uh, Marvin Jones yeah. did have decent statistics. Now, however, if he were to re-sign with Detroit, it would be a different quarterback. It would be a different offense, probably. Um, I kind of don't see Marvin Jones coming back to Detroit. I think he's going to try and sign somewhere that has a little bit more of a shot to win because he has, he's been there long enough and he's gone through enough with Detroit that he's got to be, all right, I, I just want to go somewhere and have some success. He will not sign anywhere other than a team that has a veteran quarterback. 100% guarantee he will not. He needs somebody that has either. I could see him going with Stafford. That would actually make some sense. But he will not go anywhere that doesn't have a quarterback that's been there and has had some success for a little while. And I don't think he wants to play with Goff because I don't think he thinks he's good enough. And obviously the Lions are probably trying to <laughs> make a change with yeah. everything. So I, I that's my prediction on Marvin Jones. I like that. Uh, I couldn't guess. I mean, unless Marvin Jones is just somebody who's in it for the money and he'll take whatever contract from whoever's the highest bidder. I don't know if that's who Marvin Jones is, but I do like that he might want to stick with Matt Stafford. Um, they have a decent amount of wide receivers already, uh, on the Rams with Cooper cup, although he's been injured fairly often and Robert Woods is good, but I think he needs a second wide receiver at least for him to be super successful. And who knows if Woods or cup are going to mesh with Stafford in the first place. So bringing in somebody who's like, Hey, Matt likes to do this. And that could help the other wide receivers <laughs> on that team uh, get you know in sync with him earlier. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> That's it. Uh, there's another tight end on this list, uh, Jared Cook. Um, yes or no? <laughs> My gosh. Do we have to continue talking about Jared Cook every single year? Uh, he has not proven it for how many years now? It, How it, many years in a row? And yet everybody still says, oh, well, you know, he's playing with Drew Every Brees this year. year. He should be a good – like, no. <laughs> we did this when we went over our tight end list, and I told everybody, could you stop with the Jared Cook love? I don't get it. I don't understand it. He's not going to be that good again this year. And guess what? He wasn't worth the $7.5 million contract, especially at the tight end position. Ever since Jimmy Graham left the Saints – Everybody, every tight end that walked into the Saints organization, they all <laughs> thought was going to be the next Jimmy Graham, and it just wasn't happening. New. Drew Brees was a different quarterback without Jimmy Graham. He didn't rely on that tight end position. He went towards the outside more, and that was 
really obvious to, after the first like couple years without Jimmy Graham, and so you kind of could predict that Jerry Cook wasn't going to be that great <laughs> with him either. So I don't know. It just I don't need to talk about Jerry Cook anymore. <laughs> He's just not worth it. Sounds good. Even to with me. the Packers, <laughs> not good. Ooh. All right, we got our next quarterback on this list. There's there's still a couple more, but the next one is Mitch mm-hmm. Trubisky, and I I really really doubt that he is going to get a starting role to start with. Uh, but again, maybe somebody like the 49ers. If Jimmy Garoppolo is kicked out the door, maybe they go for somebody like him. It, it's not like the 49ers are actively going after a powerhouse quarterback. They feel that their <laughs> strength is the run game. And if you can do play action and your run game is working, then you can have a, a variety of quarterbacks that could have success as long as your defense is successful. And we'll see. Yeah, I I don't know how accurate this comparison is going to be, but I kind of compare Trubisky to Sanchez in some ways. I don't think he's a good enough quarterback to be somebody you want to rely on, but I think he's good enough to be a serviceable backup to where like when you, when the Eagles had Sanchez, I said, he's going to have a couple good games and he did have a couple good games when he played. He gave us hope, but that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. That is as much as you know. We saw Mitch Trubisky a couple of years ago have a good season, and Matt Nagy yeah. had an offense where it was all clicking with Tariq Cohen and Allen Robinson. It, it, there was a lot of guys on that team that took to that offense, and then whatever happened these this last year was just a complete and utter regression. That yeah. you're gonna have to take a chance that Mitch Trubisky needed a new scene and needed a new offense. But there are a lot of things out there about Mitch Trubisky that point to that not happening. So we may see the uh, possibly kind of the next Marcus Mariota where, well, (laughs) he's a good backup and he might get in for a game or two and give you hope that you can win. But I'm not going to hold my breath when it comes to Mitchell Trubisky. Yep. So you referred to him earlier. The next one on this list who made six and a half million dollars last year was another guy who had a great like last few games of the season in 2019. And he cashed in a little bit on that with the Jets at wide receiver Brashad Perriman. Yep. What are your thoughts? Do you want to retain him or would you rather take that money and put it towards somebody else, you know, like an Allen Robinson type? I, I wouldn't mind retaining him, but I, I wouldn't want that money to hinder the chance of us getting Allen Robinson because I would like to have both of them. Right. Or even the the next guy on this list, I, he's young enough. They're both young enough. Perryman and I'll just say Corey Davis sure. is the next guy on the list. But they're both young enough to where I would be okay with retaining them because I still think they're – I think Perryman's a good receiver. The problem is that he had – too many injury issues this last year, and he wasn't on the field enough. Yeah, Corey Davis didn't really have the injury issues this last year, and he played pretty well. And I wouldn't mind seeing the Jets going after somebody like that either. But at the same time, if that 
five million dollars that we'd have to pay for one of those guys. Well, I think Davis would probably end up with more than what Perryman would probably. just because off off of what he did this last year. But if that money we have to pay to either one of those guys takes away from the possibility of going after Allen Robinson or somebody like that, I mean, that's really it. I mean, when it comes to wide receivers that are that big of a player, I don't want A.J. Green. No. I don't want Allen Robinson. I mean, I do want Allen Robinson. I don't want T.Y. Hilton. I don't want Larry Fitzgerald. I would take Larry Fitzgerald, honestly. <laughs> well. But I don't want him for the long haul. I don't want Sammy Watkins. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of other guys on this list that you can really, I mean, maybe if we go further down yes, the list. further down there might be. <laughs> There's oh yeah I know yeah there's another guy that I wouldn't mind as far as talent goes but I don't like his his rhetoric so much mm-hmm. but I mean when it comes when it comes to that type of thing I want the best receiver on this list and to me that's Allen Robinson because he doesn't cause issues too much it was clear as day that he didn't want to be on the Bears but he still played right. he still did his best and that's what I want to see and if I can't if we can't get both then I want to at least have the chance to get the big guy. I have a feeling that Tennessee will try and retain Corey Davis just because they don't have to pay A.J. Brown yet. And John Smith is also a free agent for the Titans. So that is a possible landing spot for somebody maybe like Hunter Henry uh, could get signed by Tennessee if they weren't happy with Janu. Um, So with all that... That's why I see Corey Davis staying put. He has grown in Tennessee. This last year was obviously his best year, although towards the end he kind of started to disappear again. But Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to be the guy there. If he were signed somewhere in hopes of being a number one wide receiver, I think that would be detrimental to Corey Davis. I think he would regress, and we would be talking about him as a bust again. And I think to just to make this point a little bit more, I mean, if we can't get Allen Robinson, I have no problems getting Perryman and Davis or or a combination of people like them because we saw the Jets have the worst injury luck when it comes to wide receivers last year yeah. to where we we literally had to play uh, burials like the entire season. And he is not somebody you want playing the entire season. <laughs> no. He's a good guy. He's, he's talented. There's no doubt about it. But – we he's not a number one receiver, and when you're throwing the ball to him a lot, that's a problem. So even if we had picked up both of them, we couldn't get Allen Robinson. We'd have them two plus Mims, and I don't know what Crowder's contract is if if he's even a free agent. I don't even know, but we'd have at least a solid four guys that you could trust in. Uh, to a certain degree, and if they all got hurt again, I mean, what are you going to do? But we need that depth, so more depth the better but at yeah. the same time i rather have alan robinson more than both of them put together so i, I don't get know. it i get it i would rather have alan robinson than most of what i have on the eagles too but we're in <laughs> cap hell so there's no shot that alan robinson comes over this way um mm-hmm. a guy that i wouldn't mind seeing and you probably wouldn't mind seeing either not the greatest talent in the world, but for wide receivers and for what he has done to get to where he's at, Willie Sneed is just a good dude to have on your team. He has 
worked his way up through the depth, like as low as you can go, as far away from football as you can go. He has made a name for himself and, and he is consistent and reliable in what he does. He's just not going to get you much in the fantasy football world anymore. Yeah. Um, but he, he is, he's a reliable dude as long as you don't need him to be um, a pro bowler. So uh, <laughs> I guess that's about all for Willie Sneed. Um, well, I just, you say reliable and I'll bring up the stats to prove it. He's played in almost, almost every game. I mean, he's, yeah. there was 2017. He played in 11 games, which is still pretty good. Uh, and then this last year, only 13 games, oh, only 13. I mean, every other game is pretty much the whole season. So he's been extremely reliable. And then we have, I'm guessing pretty much our last quarterback that we really need to throw the name out there because he's still going. He apparently still wants to play and he's still having fun. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. Will he add one more team to that list. Will he sign somewhere he's already been? I mean, we're getting close to like uh, a coin flip as far as has he played for this team or has he not played for this team? Um, <laughs> but is is there a team out there that you think Ryan Fitzpatrick will do his uh, continued uh, circle of uh, how he gets in the game? Oh, he's the backup. Wait, no. We're going to make him the starter. Oh, he's going to give us hope. Oh, we don't make the playoffs. Oh, he, but he's going to be the starter next. Is is there a team out there that is going to continue this cycle? Um, I, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody. Somebody willing to take the chance on him. And I wouldn't, I would, honestly, I don't know what the Patriots are doing, but I wouldn't doubt <laughs> Belichick at least explore the option with Fitzpatrick. He'd complete the I mean, AFC get him on East the team. <laughs> AFC East needs completed. Come on, <laughs> Fitzpatrick. You gotta, I don't, honestly don't want him to go there because I think they'll make them actually halfway decent. <laughs> and I think Fitzpatrick's a better quarterback than people realize. He's a gunslinger, yes, but he, he's, he's good. I mean, he's not the best. But when he takes the chances, a lot of times it does work out. I mean, I don't want to see him on the Patriots, but <laughs> it would at least complete the one division. Has he completed any other division? I don't think so. Not. I think this would be the first if he did that. So He's got to get at least one division <laughs> before he retires. That's, that's his goal, right? I, I'm not be. sure what his goal is. His goal may be to play until he's <laughs> 48 and get every team checked <laughs> off his list, but... I mean, if that happens, he would probably be the only player in history to ever do something like that. So, yeah, got to have goals. You have have to try to do that, too. (laughs) And speaking of goals, is there any goal possible that, and I think we've already asked this question and answered it, is there any possible way that Todd Gurley is a real NFL running back again? I don't think so. It's pretty sad. I mean, this is somebody who I remember when he came out as a rookie. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but boy, he feels like he is so old. So old. It, it's unbelievable how how move on ready I am with somebody like Todd Curley. Like he's just he's twenty six. That's it. He's twenty six. He's 
not even that cursed 30 yet. Yeah. He had sucks. He was so successful the first three years of his career. And then it just went downhill so fast. And it has to all do with that knee injury, right? I mean, yeah. that that's pretty much what happened to him. And and we I, dug I, into that even at the end of that season where the Rams went mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. We were like, something's not right here. Please keep an eye on this. And then he just kept doing the thing he does with the uh, Falcons. And he was getting enough touches where he'd get a touchdown or two. And you'd be like, well, he's still you know, productive. But I don't think it would have mattered who was at that position. If you're getting 18 to 20 touches and you get every carry down by the goal line, (laughs) whoever you're putting in that running back is probably going to get those types of uh, numbers. So Todd Gurley, man, 26 years old with 82-year-old knees or however you want to look at it. It's it's a sad day that Todd Gurley is – I don't even know if we're going to look back on Todd Gurley and remember that he was an elite running back. I th- I mean I I will. I mean cuz there was points in fantasy his fa- fantasy career that I had him and I remember th- the thrill that it was to have a Todd Gurley on my team and you know helping me get to the playoffs. But it was only a short time. I mean, yep. you can almost <laughs> you can almost compare it a little bit. I mean, there was only like one year where Peyton Hillis was any good. Oh yeah. But I remember that year that he was really good. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing. But then he just fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Todd Gurley isn't falling off the cliff. He's kind of like rolling, sliding down the cliff. <laughs> it's a slow slide, but we can all see the slide. And now it seems like he's at the bottom. Except and his slide isn't feet first, it's head first, and it's going to gain <laughs> momentum. Either that or he is looking back and he's got one hand uh, grasping something and he's got another hand out hoping somebody is going to grab him and pull him back up that cliff. And I just don't know that anybody is going to grab a hold of that hand. I can see him being somebody to where he's a free agent for a while. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's going to pick him up immediately. I don't know why you would. Right. But I could see, like, all of a sudden you, you need help at running back position. They say, well, well, let's give Gurley a shot. Maybe he's still got something. I could see that. Other than that, who's going to pay, who's going to pay for it? Oh, he's not like going to get any money. It'll be 100% incentive-based if he signs a yeah. contract with the team. So um, now we've got another running back who is on the wrong side of 30, but he really hasn't had the – the 30-year-old running back blues, he just ended up being overshadowed by a rookie this last year. Talk about Mark Ingram, and he will not be back with Baltimore this coming year. That is pretty much guaranteed. J.K. Dobbins says, hello, this is my team now. Uh, Thanks for whatever you were able to give me during my rookie season. I can take it from here. Uh, Mark Ingram, I think, still has a little bit left in the tank. Uh, I don't yeah. know if I would consider it Frank Gore type territory as running backs go, but I think <laughs> he can still contribute somewhere. Uh, maybe not a hundred percent fantasy football related contributions, but if he gets a chance or maybe he's splitting time with somebody for half a season and the other running back gets hurt and they lean on him a little bit, maybe he still has one good season full of stats left in him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, what are your feelings on Mark Ingram? That's exactly it. I think it, it matters where he goes. 
And that's what I was going to say before you said that. But because if he's going somewhere where they already have a, a solid guy, I, it's worthless. But if he's going somewhere and he's arguably the best running back on the team, there's some fantasy production there. I mean, so I, it's not completely worthless at that point. But I, if he's going somewhere that doesn't need him, I don't know if he even want to sign that contract right. anyway. But I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really see him as much of anything unless he goes somewhere where he is pretty much the number one guy. And I, it could be somewhere even like the Jets. I mean, where else, well, who else we got? We don't have anybody yeah. else. So if they <laughs> ended up sign, signing Mark Ingram, there's a chance he gets some fantasy production, but because it's the Jets, he probably won't. All right. Uh, a couple other running backs. Uh, Tevin Coleman, guy who's been often injured, but did produce a little bit behind that San Francisco offensive line a few games, yeah. but eh. And then you got James White, who obviously just kind of disappeared when Tom Brady wasn't there. And we all yeah. love James White, who we were able to watch him play at Wisconsin, and we knew he was a decent running back. And he did very well over the years as a PPR-type guy until this yeah. last year hit, and Cam Newton just tanked all of his value. I don't know... It almost felt like James White is like, you know, I think I'm going to take a year off. Um, this, the COVID stuff maybe had something to do with it. He had I don't know, his but... parents. Uh, I, I don't remember at this point if they both passed away in a car accident or if it was just one. That's but true. He had those types yeah. of things going on. And maybe he just wasn't really checked in to the 2020 season. So I would like to see him go somewhere that uh, could be needing a pass-catching running back and see if he's still got anything left in the tank. Yeah, he was kind of one of my hidden little secrets this last year, thinking, you know, I don't have to display the fact that I think he's going to be a really good guy because it, there was a chance he wasn't going to be. But I thought this, and obviously he wasn't, but I thought there was a good chance to, you know, you got a pass-catching running back and a guy that, and Cam Newton that was used to throwing to Christian McCaffrey. I thought this could be something that nobody really right. thinks of, but it didn't really pan out that way. I don't know exactly why. I mean, it could be all the things you alluded to, but I don't. I I don't know if there's a team out there to where it's going to be worth it for him to be that pass catching guy. I mean, I think he was a fit for Tom Brady and Belichick. I don't know if he's a fit for any other team right now. Yeah, that that could be his whole shtick is like, oh, he's a system uh, running back. Yeah. He's a Bill Belichick running back. I don't know if he's going to fit into our scheme at all. Mm -hmm. And the same kind of goes for Mike Davis. He's the next running back down on this list that had a good year only because Christian McCaffrey was hurt, but it felt mm -hmm. like he was just a product. And don't get me wrong, a couple of years ago, he was one of my man crushes. I thought he was going to be able to do something. <laughs> I was a year early and uh, an injury away from Mike Davis being fantasy relevant, but he was able to take advantage in most games of the absence of Christian McCaffrey and be a decent running back. Now he'll probably get a decent chunk somewhere thinking he's going, they're going to get that type of production. And I'm not sure that's the case because he was able to take advantage of the the very running back centric offense that the Carolina Panthers had. Yeah. I don't think it this last year improves his 
uh, salary possibilities with any other team, but I don't think it makes it worse either. I think he did enough to where people are going to say, okay, well, he still gives us something. Uh, I don't think he is a guy that you want to look at as he could be our 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 secret, or the dirty little secret. He could yeah. make us the the best team in the league. But he's not anywhere close to that, but he was very serviceable when McCaffrey was out, well, basically the whole season. But McCa- our Davis did fall off that pace quite a bit. It started out really, really well, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, well, this is kind of why they need McCaffrey. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, here's another wide receiver that I guess, depending on how you look at it, could be a oh. very good member of a football team. He's had his injury issues. Then mm-hmm. he finally didn't have injury issues, but he, uh, <laughs> who knows how much truth there is to the fact that he said, Oh, my trainer, whoever said that I could take this substance and guess what? It was a banned substance. So Will Fuller, what happens with him this year? Do you think he gets a decent contract because of him being healthy this last year? Or do you think teams are still going to hesitate because eh, this guy seems to try to be pulling a fast one on people? Well, I think if you think that he's going to be healthy, he's worth giving a shot. I don't think there's any doubt about that, but um, if that, I think that's the biggest question. I mean, he had one year here where he was healthy the entire season, but all the rest of his years in the league, he's been he's had some kind of weird injury that resulted him in not playing some games, and and then this year. He doesn't have the injury, but he has this uh, banned substance thing. So now you're thinking, man, is he even going to play a full season with us? I mean, this is a a a pattern. I mean, didn't play full season, didn't play full season, didn't play full season, didn't play full season. <laughs> At what point do you think he's actually going to play a full season? Right. So I feel like people teams are going to look at that, and and they're that's that's the number one thing they're going to say too. Like, hey, man. We really like you. We think you're talented, but we're looking at every year here, and you haven't played a full season in quite – I don't even – has he ever played a full season? I don't think is he has. Even, I really don't okay, think he so has. I, that, to me, that's a huge thing that I would say if I was an owner or a GM and say, we would like you, but this here, just look at it for yourself. I mean, at some point, he's going to have to say, okay, I, that, I understand – I still think I'm talented enough to be on your team, and obviously there's a bunch of crap going on yeah. there. But they're gonna have, they're gonna have to sign him for a a team a more team friendly deal than what it would have been if he was a consistent player who never who never really left the field very often. Yep, I uh, couldn't agree more. He has been an amazing player to watch uh, between him and Deshaun Watson. There were some amazing plays, especially that first six games of Deshaun Watson's career where he just absolutely lit it up. And you're like, Oh my goodness, him and Will Fuller are going to be something to watch for years. And uh, is it, is it possible? And I don't know if Watson wants to do it, but is it possible that wherever Watson goes, Watson says sign Will Fuller? Oh, I I can about guarantee you that he will say, that he wants Will Fuller if he hasn't already signed somewhere or yeah. before he gets traded. Uh, I, I could see that because they are like best buds. 
And I, mm-hmm. I think he could probably talk Will Fuller into taking, again, a very incentive-based contract. Hey, you play all 16 yep. games, here's another $5 million. Make it happen. <laughs> um, but we all know that's probably not going to happen. Um, well, there's there's only, there's still a few guys left on this list. I keep scrolling through, and I'm like, oh, yeah, because we're going through it in how much they earned last year. That's the way this list yep. is sorted. And I, Leonard Fournette, he just won a Super Bowl, mm. made $2 million yeah. this last year. Do you think they try and retain Leonard Fournette in Tampa, or do you think they were just not? I mean, it, it felt very, very similar to the years that New England won Super Bowls, and they had yeah. two and three running backs in the rotation, and one of them would look really good one game, and another would look really good in another game. And, and that's kind of how Fournette and Ronald Jones were. So do you think they stick with that, or do you think they let him walk because he may want too much money for what they're willing to pay for a running back? It's possible. I, th- I think it it makes uh, – we have to see what he wants. I, it, if, they, if they can re-sign him for a good price, I think they will because why break up something that's working? I, it, honestly, Ronald Jones looked a lot better to me this year than I ever expected to see yeah. out of him. So with with that combination, it's very possible that it works for them. And it makes you wonder, like you said, it seems like the like the Patriots all over again. Is it Was it the fact that Belichick had this scheme, or is it the – just the Tom Brady effect where you have this quarterback who does these things. And if you put this with this quarterback, it will be successful. Is that the case? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot to dig in when it comes to uh, little situations like that, but like, I, I, why break up something that's that's working? You won a Super Bowl with it. I think they want to retain Fournette. He wasn't awful. So I'd say they probably try it. All right. Well, I just had to uh, throw out there. I know this is a very Tom Tuttle-specific free agent player, but I see Derek Carrier is a free agent <laughs> tight end, and I know you were rooting for him so hard over the yeah. last few years, but he just has never been able to quite put it together to be a uh, a real contributor on any fantasy team. But I thought that was yeah. fun. I just saw his name on the list, so... Um, another name that is a free agent and I can't see him signing anywhere else, but Tampa Bay, Mr. Big chest himself, Antonio Brown. <laughs> I think he's going to be playing on a lot of one year deals until yeah. something happens, whether uh, the civil case or whatever it is uh, goes through in 2021 and he gets suspended by the league again or it gets thrown out and they're like well i guess i uh, guess you can keep playing there ab I, I don't know but there is pretty much zero chance that he plays somewhere that doesn't have tom brady as a quarterback right now i pretty much agree i think uh, antonio brown is very similar when it comes to that type of thing as uh rob gronkowski will not play unless tom brady is the quarterback yeah 100 percent and that means he might take a very team-friendly deal. Maybe Antonio I mean, he just Brown. Did. Yeah, he two did. Million, think about it, $1.5 million for somebody like Antonio Brown. Right. You didn't know what you were getting so much, but like that's a very team-friendly deal for somebody that had that type of caliber play 
before he went nuts. So <laughs> I don't think he, I think he do, tries to do it again. He might ask for a little more, but I don't know how much more he's gonna, really going to care. I mean, if I get another Super Bowl ring and I can say that I'm one of the best wide receivers in the world, then I will say, I'll do that. Right. I could see him saying something like that. Exactly. In this Buccaneers team, I know he's further down the list, but we'll talk about him now because Chris Godwin uh, is also a free yeah. agent, right? And yeah. so that Godwin, He's gonna get paid, Antonio though. Brown, and Rob Gronkowski are all free agents. Whether or not yeah. Rob Gronkowski takes less uh, to stay with Tom Brady, whether or not Antonio Brown takes a, a good team-friendly deal, like you just said, I don't think Chris Godwin is willing to take a team-friendly nope. deal. He's young. Nope. He's proven he's a great wide receiver in the NFL, and I think he wants to get paid. So, Chris Godwin, I, I almost feel like he's the odd man out here. Uh, they did have, what was it, Tyler Johnson, uh, the rookie for the Bucks this last year, who has shown some flashes. Maybe they just say, hey, we'll stick him in as our number two or three. It's like A.B. and Tyler Johnson will be like a 2A and 2B type situation, and they let Chris Godwin walk because they can't pay everybody. And I, I guess, what's your take? Who do you think, they, if they had to let somebody go, which one of those are they going to let go? Well, I don't know if that's it's, if it's so simple as that. I think that... Godwin's going to want the money. He's not taking it. Like you said, he's not taking a, a friendly deal. Even if it's, you know, a, a decent amount of money, he's going to want to get paid. And he, I don't think he cares where he goes. I think he wants to get the money and that's it with when it, Antonio Brown, if, if that's the case, if, if Godwin's leaves, Antonio Brown stays, I could see Antonio Brown's uh, production going yeah. up uh, quite a bit. And I, I honestly, I, I don't know how much it would be worth it in fantasy football land, but Antonio Brown would have some value there. And Godwin, wherever he goes, it matters of who his quarterback is, but I think he'll still have fantasy production. But he wants money. He wants to get paid. I mean, what was his salary this last year? Uh, it was it was a really low salary with Godwin. Yeah, I'm still scrolling trying to find. He's way, way oh, wait, down wait, wait, wait. I saw him. Uh, I did see him. Where'd he go? Maybe I've gone too far. Maybe I haven't. Well, <laughs> if it's anywhere close to where it was, it's around seven hundred and some thousand. Yeah, maybe. Oh, 800, 821,000. Oh, yep. There he is. Eight hundred and twenty-one thousand. Yeah, he's. That gonna... is an extremely <laughs> cheap contract price for him, and he's going to command much more than that. Much, much more than that. Um, so we've got a few, or we'll try and kind of, uh, fly through these last few. We've, we've been going for quite a while now. Um, <laughs> let's see Curtis Samuel is another one that will probably end wow. up being a, a, a much better contract than he was. Cause he was only on the hook for 1.6 million this last year. And he has shown that he can be productive even with a guy like Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. He was keeping him mm -hmm. somewhat fantasy relevant. Uh, what else do we got here? Looking down the Ju list, Juju Smith-Schuster. I know we've talked yeah. about him in the last two episodes, but he will be a free agency uh, target for some people, and I think he's good enough. But he just brings too much of that, almost too much of that Antonio Brown-like. Almost. He, so, 
Yeah, I don't know what to think about him, but I think he's good enough to where he'll command a little bit of money. Ooh, we got somebody like Aaron Jones as well mm-hmm. sitting there. That was a very team-friendly contract. He is not going to get that. He's going to get some some money. That's going to hurt the Packers. Right. I don't know whether or not they're going to pay for that. But he was only getting six sixty. Ah, I can't say it. Six hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's I mean, very cheap. That is that's peanuts in the NFL, especially for somebody like him. He is going to command a ton of money. I'm going to scroll up all the way to the top to the highest paid running back. If I let's scroll down so far, okay. <laughs> highest paid running back this last year, who was an out free agent, was Kenyon Drake. That's at eight million dollars, eight and a half million dollars. You can guarantee that Aaron Jones is going to get more than that. Yes. So it's going to take a chunk out of the Packers if they want to decide to keep going with him, which I think they probably should, but they're going to have to find the money somewhere else. I don't think they will. I think they are committed to A.J. Dillon and another free, both Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are free agents. Jamal Williams will be cheaper to keep, and he kind of had a role on that team. So if they're going to keep one, I think it's going to be Jamal Williams or they're going to let them both walk and see what else. Maybe they bring in James White as a part of that <laughs> a tandem where A.J. Dillon's the pounder and James White is the pass catcher. I, I don't know if that would Maybe. work for them or not. A um, few other guys, Nelson Aguilar, he was on a very team-friendly deal last year. Not that he's going to command a ton, but he did have a little bit yeah. of a resurgence with the Raiders in Las Vegas. Uh, Philip Dorsett, he had shown some flashes the year before with New England, but as a part of Seattle, I don't even know if he got on the field this last year. Uh, and under the radar guy is another Philip, Philip Lindsay. I, sure. uh, I think on a different team other than the Broncos <laughs> where he might have a little bit better of a chance to shine. I don't think the Broncos had a good offensive plan or scheme for him. And so I think if he's you know healthy and he doesn't get that horrible concussion that we saw, that was yes, that was that one. Was it looked like he got knocked out instantly, but um, if he doesn't get you know, hurt or anything like that, I think he's going to be productive on whatever team he chooses to go to. I hope he doesn't resign with the Broncos. I think he's worth more than the half a million dollars that he was getting paid oh, for to. sure. So and there's still two big names left. I'm looking on this: Kenny Galladay, also a free yeah. agent. He only made 800000 yeah. this last year, and under him is James Conner. Now, he yeah. is an interesting one. I think he deserves to have a, a little bit of a contract for how he performed for Pittsburgh in the uh, the few years that he was there. Um, and, and Kenny Galladay, he was hurt almost all of this last season. So mm-hmm. whether somebody wants to give him a big contract – I kind of doubt it. The Rams. It. The Rams, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's just going to go to the Rams. They're just going to run five wide receiver sets. Uh, who cares about Cam Akers and how he finally started showing up before he got hurt? Who? Yeah, that will be interesting. Kenny Galladay is one that I will definitely be targeting as long as he falls in fantasy drafts a little bit next year. He, he was one yeah. that I think people were starting to take in the second round this year, and I thought he would have a great year too, but because of that injury, he is now going to be falling, and hopefully he falls far enough that I can scoop him up and just 
be happy with the risk versus reward at where he's getting drafted next year. And I think it's because of the injury, that's the only reason he'll fall. Because if he does stay with the Lions, which I don't see them signing him, but if he did stay with the Lions, it won't be because of Goff. Because we've seen <laughs> plenty of times the wide receivers that Goff has had, they are always higher on the draft board than I want to draft them. Right. So that wouldn't be the case. But I honestly don't think they resign him. Yeah, they're moving on. I think they're just going in a different direction. Galladay's 27. It sounds young, but I, I don't think the Lions are really wanting a 27-year-old guy that is going to command a, a pretty good amount of money. I mean, he only made 800000 this last year. He deserves more than that. Oh, yeah, he's definitely going to get a lot more than that. But, again, we don't know what direction the Rams are going to go in if they're just going to spend some money. Wait, and Galladay is... Talking about the Lions. Yes. that's what Is that what, not what I said? You said the Rams. Oh, sorry. Yes, <laughs> I meant the Lions. Uh, we don't know what direction the Lions are going to go in as far as are they going to go for a complete rebuild? Do they think they have a shot at making the playoffs? And if... Kenny Galladay doesn't really care and he wants to get paid and he's not uh, very confident in his ability to stay healthy going forward. He may just take whatever the Lions are willing to give him because my guess is they have a bunch of money to spend this coming year. Uh, I didn't look up what uh, amounts of money each team had uh, for spending in free agency this year, but I, I believe the Lions had a pretty large chunk. So they could just out-offer anybody uh, whoever they feel like signing. And if they feel like retaining Kenny Galladay, he might get a giant chunk of change. And yeah. that's that. And I probably will stay away from Kenny Galladay completely if Jared Koff is his quarterback and that's all they have to throw to. I, I really would yeah. not like that situation. Now, another question where I'm swinging it back to the Packers again, but oh boy, Alan, Alan Lazard's on this list. Um, yeah. I don't know if the Packers are willing to go that route. I don't, I really don't know. I mean, I would not be surprised if the Packers went after somebody else. Well, Tanya's on the list too. Um, so they're, yeah, they, they have a lot of empty holes that they will need to fill and wide receiver and tight end and running back are pretty important positions. If they're going to try and make another run with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's the thing about Lazard was, probably in a number three guy this year. I mean, at times he was the number two, but you're losing number three, number two wide receiver. You're losing the, your best running back. You're, you're losing the, well, if you lose him, I'm not saying they don't resign one or two or all three of them. I have no idea, but that's a lot. That's going to be a lot of money for them to do. But right. Tanya and somebody like that, I mean, you're losing your best tight end at that point too. Like, well, what are you going to do? What direction are you going to head in? At that point, I mean, they're they got some serious things they got to look at because there's not a whole ton of other options that are going to command a less amount of money than right. somebody like Lazard. But Lazard's young; he's only 25 years old. Sure. And Tanya is young, so it's like, what 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 other thing are you gonna do here? Are they gonna go for uh, the best player out there to try and win a Super Bowl? Or are they going to look towards the future where if they sign Lazard and Tanya into multi-year deals, we're like, okay, do we really think Aaron Rodgers is going to be here for the long haul for another four or five years? Or are they me, going to be prepared for Jordan Love? Let me tell you what the Packers should do. 
because this would help Jordan Love if, if Rodgers, for some reason, doesn't stay with the Packers for the long term. Even if, even if he does stay with the Packers for long, it's, it helps no matter what. Would you rather have Tanyan and uh, we're just assuming Aaron Jones is sure. not on the team at yeah. this point. But would you rather have Tanyan and Lazard or would you rather have somebody like Allen Robinson? Because he is 27. He's only two years older than Lazard. So at that point, Robinson is is probably the best one-two punch you can have. Oh, that would be amazing. With, with Adams. I mean, I think the Packers would be stupid to not seriously go after somebody like Allen Robinson and pay him the money that he deserves. But again, the problem is you, you weren't paying the guys that you just yeah. now are in free agency. So Allen Robinson's going to command a lot of money. Aaron Jones or Aaron or Rodgers is commanding a lot of money. You know that Adams is commanding a lot of money. A lot of money you got to put towards these guys, but it would really make Aaron <laughs> Rodgers a fantastic quarterback, not just in football in general, but fantasy football would be really, really nice to see. It would out of be. somebody who I we thought were kind of just like we don't know what to think of Aaron Rodgers anymore, and he proved us to us that he was an amazing quarterback still. And with weapons, boy, he could be he could be something else. He could be. All right. That's gonna do it for us for free agency, the the, the beginning. This is just chapter one. Uh there's gonna be a lot of <laughs> movement here. There's gonna be some more quarterbacks changing places, and some of those quarterbacks they may want to bring some people with them at their new team. So there might not be, you know, as many changes per se you know like we're talking to sean watson wherever he goes if he does get traded maybe he says bring me will fuller and they say okay whatever you want Deshaun." (laughs) and we still have some of these hookups who knows maybe carson wentz gets traded to the bears and nick Foles comes back to the eagle and that doesn't matter i'm still not taking anybody fancy wise that way but there are a lot of moving parts in the 2021 offseason so we will keep you informed as much as possible again the nfl draft is not that far away so we're gonna have to start looking into all the future stars of the nfl and We'll dig into the NFL draft soon. That being said, thank you so much for watching on Twitch. Thank you for listening in podcast land. And don't forget to stay fueled up this offseason. <laughs>